0: Welcome to Newsfix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. It was a holy trifecta over the weekend, with Ramadan, Easter, and Passover all coinciding. During this time, violent protests were sparked by the burning of the Quran in Sweden, and at least 152 Palestinians were wounded by Israeli police inside the Al Aqsa compound in Jerusalem. It's Tuesday, April 19th. Here's your Newsfix. Now, to start with a catch up of some of the latest lines over the weekend, Cristiano Ronaldo and his partner, Georgina announced the loss of their son. Georgina was pregnant with twins. And in an Instagram statement, the couple said, only the birth of our baby girl gives us the strength to live this moment with some hope and happiness. The statement went on to say it is the greatest pain that any parents can feel. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex met the Queen at Windsor Castle last Thursday on their way to the Invictus games. Prince Harry was reported to last be in the UK in July, whereas Meghan is not known to have been there since 2020. No photos of the surprise reunion have been released thus far. Now a look at some of the latest lines on Ukraine. Russia has launched its offensive in eastern Ukraine, CNN noted the battle for Donbass has begun. Remember that parts of the Donbass region had been under the control of Russian-backed separatists before the war began in February. Days before the invasion, President Putin officially recognized the Donetsk People's Republic and Luhansk People's Republic as independent of Ukraine. At least seven people were killed by Russian missile strikes in Lviv, a city in the west of the country. Until now, the city, just 65 kilometres from the country's border with Poland, had not suffered any civilian casualties. Over the weekend, a Russian warship damaged by an explosion sunk, the 510 cruise ship, described as the flagship of Russia's Black Sea Fleet, was leading Russia's naval assault on Ukraine. It is the largest Russian ship to be sunk in action since World War II. According to Russia, a fire caused an explosion, and while the ship was being towed to port, stormy seas caused it to sink. However, Ukraine claims it hit the ship with missiles, a claim backed by the US, The UN is now reporting that nearly 5 million people, 4.9 million at the moment, have fled Ukraine since the war began on February 24th. A development we're keeping a close eye on, over the weekend, Ukraine's military ignored a deadline to surrender in the city of Mariupol. If the city were to fall, it would be Moscow's biggest victory since it invaded Ukraine. It's something we're gonna keep a very close eye on and let you know of any significant developments. Now looking at what's happening today, Prime Minister Johnson will outline his version of events on Partygate later today, as he faces MPs for the first time since the Easter break. Remember that Prime Minister Johnson, his wife Carrie and the Chancellor of the Exchequer Rishi Sunak were all fined by the Metropolitan Police and were found to have breached uh, coronavirus restrictions during the lockdown. Also today, Ireland's Minister for Foreign Affairs Simon Coveney will address a UN Security Council meeting on Ukraine in New York. This follows Coveney's visit to Kyiv last week. Now in our pin drop section, we're taking a look at what's going on in Sweden. There was unrest over the weekend after a right-wing group burned the Quran, leading to at least 40 people being injured. What happened? Well, the leader of a Danish far-right political party called Rasmus Paludan burned a copy of the Koran, the religious book of Islam, during a campaign visit to Sweden and suggested he would do so again. In what is understood but not confirmed to have been a response to this, violent protests broke out. However, many media outlets have also cited police saying some people with links to criminal gangs took advantage of the situation. In some super helpful context from The Guardian, they said Paludin, who intends to stand in the September poll but does not yet have the necessary signatures to secure his candidacy, has gone on a declared tour of Sweden, visiting cities and towns with large Muslim populations with the intent of burning copies of the Quran during the holy month of Ramadan. According to CNN, at least 26 police officers are amongst those who have been injured. Now in a story we're keeping a very close eye on, according to Al Jazeera, at least 152 Palestinians were wounded by Israeli police on Friday inside the compound of the Al-Aqsa Mosque, the third holiest site in Islam. The site is also sacred in Judaism and known to Jews as Temple Mount. Friday is an important day of prayer for Muslims who are in the middle of their holy month of Ramadan. The Jewish holiday of Passover also began on Friday. In terms of political fallout, the only Arab party in Israel's fragile coalition government said it was suspending its involvement until further notice. It's worth noting here that the move currently has no impact as parliament is on recess until the 8th of May. But it remains to be seen whether or not the party will have decided to rejoin at that point. If they do not rejoin the coalition, it would trigger Israel's fifth election in three years. In terms of the latest lines on this, overnight Israel launched a strike on what they said was a Hamas weapons manufacturing site in Gaza. No casualties have been reported thus far, but some reporting suggests this strike was in response to a missile launched from Gaza into Israel on Monday, which Israel intercepted. In some wider context, the New York Times said, the developments compounded the tensions in Jerusalem, which have risen sharply in recent weeks, after an unusually deadly wave of Arab attacks in Israel killed 14 people, and after an ensuing Israeli crackdown in the occupied West Bank killed at least 15. It goes without saying, this is always a very important and yet incredibly sensitive topic. We'll keep a very close eye for any further developments and update you here. And lastly, something we are definitely watching out for, Netflix has released a trailer for Our Father. It's a documentary that tells the story of a well-known fertility doctor who was secretly using his own sperm. Decades later, his biological children group together to pursue justice. It releases on May 11th. We've included a link to the trailer in today's newsletter and trust me, it is worth a watch. That's today's fix, have a great day.